time for a little hockey talkie. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and the Leafs Radio Network. And the final seconds will tick down, and the Maple Leafs will start this four-game road trip in Western Canada on the right foot. And Jack Campbell will be letter perfect again. 7-0. and oh. He has the best record of any goaltender who has had at least six starts this season. And so Jack Campbell and the Maple Leafs win it by a score of 3-1. to one. We're going streaking, baby. That's 4-5. For the Maple Leafs after this 3-1 victory in Winnipeg, this is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. Don't worry, Gord. We actually aren't going streaking. Yeah, good. I'm not uh, a guy that really should be streaking. We're going to Lockdown City, my friend. Well, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's nice we had a game like this, the 3-1 Maple Leaf win, as we heard of a Calgary-Vancouver game being postponed because of COVID reasons. And we're going into a four-week lockdown. Although, if you're in the gray zone already, I don't know how much that's going to change. But apparently, 12.01 a.m., Saturday morning, so we'll have another Leaf game before then on Friday, and I don't mean to be cynical. Will Jack Campbell start that game? Let's enjoy this game. Don't get me wrong, but part of late has been we know Freddie Anderson needs something to be taken care of that's going to take a bit of time. Uh, Jack Campbell appears to have something that you know hasn't allowed him to do back-to-back starts, but uh, his, uh, his, his, his work has been excellent. I'm going to get a gray zone tattoo soon. Are you? Before the lockdown, of course. <laughs> uh, at the Golden Muzzy, well, at Gordon right, Stelic, yeah. if you'd like to chime in uh, via Twitter, Sam McKee and Josh Santos along for the ride as well. The one, the only, Bruce Boudreaux will stop by in mere moments to break this all down. Uh, a picture-perfect game, I thought, for the Maple Leafs. I know it's different with no crowd, Gordo, uh, but to win a game in Winnipeg and set the tone for, what, 6 of 10 uh, against these, this team to finish off the 21-game slate, uh, I thought was really, really, really impressive. Number one, how they played tonight. Number two, Again, uh, Jack Campbell, the story is uh, still 7-0-0 in the season now. Yeah, the Leafs as a team are back in that groove they had early on. And maybe, maybe a lot of fans are saying, or a few fans, well, wait a sec. They're not getting five, six goals. Like, where are the five or six goals we expect from the offense? They're getting three goals, but three goals are being good enough to win. So Winnipeg uh, is a tough place, has been a tough place for the Maple Leafs uh, with fans in it. And uh, to your point, yeah, there's there's an element of a home ice advantage there. So that's a nice that's a nice road game. And the other thing I think's been settled is Zach Hyman is back with Marner and Matthews. That will be the line moving forward. And it's been good putting Thornton, Joe Thornton there and others there as well. But, you know, kind of mixing, matching. And certainly he's, he's letting everybody play the power play. Might as well right now. They're all playing it with the equal ineptness, so it seems. But uh, Zach Hyman, six shots in the first period, like just that kind of spark plug. Yeah, I really felt like there was a depth and crispness to the Maple Leafs team tonight. Uh, you know, they played some lackluster games the last little while, but I thought they were really engaged throughout this one, Gordon. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it was. That, that's a great word for it, engaged. Yeah. And by the way, folks, maybe you hadn't heard, the Buffalo Sabres won big, so that is over. So when we do the out-of-town scores later, we've got um, uh, one streak of infamy comes to a close, which which I think relieves us all. Yes, it does. Uh, let's bring in tonight's guest, the one and only Bruce Boudreaux. Gabby, uh, thanks so much for doing this. Since we're on that topic, before we get to this Leafs game, your thoughts on Buffalo finally winning a hockey game here? Well, I'm just really happy uh, for the players. I mean, and Donnie Granato. I mean, um, it, it's got to be so tough, you know, going to going to the work every day and, and having everybody you meet outside of the game uh, talking to you about the streak and the, the lack of winning. And they've all got pride and they all want to win. And uh, 
Um, uh, it's it's nice to see them. Nice to, and all the jokes that are being made about them. Unfortunately, I mean, uh, they've got to live with that. And yet, so to to win this game, um, I know uh, I, I sort of know a little bit what it's like. I mean, we I went through an eight game losing streak at one point, and when we won, it was like you won the Stanley Cup in the dressing room. I mean, everybody is laughing. The music for the first time in over a month and a half is blaring in the room. Uh, guys are with a smile on their face, and I think every athlete that works hard deserves that a little bit. So I'm really happy for them. Yeah, I think we all echo that sentiment. Now, the other side, I mean, you've been pretty well a head coach exclusively throughout your career, but if you are an assistant coach, and you're excellent on the on the playing the power plays and also managing coaching the power plays. What do you do with the Toronto Maple Leafs? Now they've won four out of five, but you're talking about you know getting into the O for twenty something as far as a power play. And now Sheldon Keefe seems to be drawing names from a hat, and the, and it just doesn't even seem they're getting chances anymore for a team that is playing well regardless. Yeah, you know what? I, I focused on the power play watching the game tonight a little bit, and and I think they're right now they're trying to be really too cute. Um, they're trying to be the perfect play. And uh, every time that uh, a team I was with that had a power play that wasn't working, we got back to um, the basics, and that is getting the puck back to the point and shooting the puck, getting two guys in front of the net, hoping one goes in off a butt or a, a stick or a rebound, and then retrieving it and doing it again and repeating and repeating. And, and uh, we, you know, eventually it gets back to, to – um, to be successful. And um, I know uh, that he's not running the power play, but Paul McLean ran my power play in Anaheim when we were number one in the league. And, and he would call this stuff the bread and butter, get back to your bread and butter. And, and I hope they're, uh, they lean on him a little bit because he's a genius with the power play. I thought uh, when I, when he was my assistant and, and, uh, uh, and, and get back to these basics. Cause right now they're just, you know, the second unit is, is discombobulated a little bit. They used Galchenyuk on it tonight. Uh, they're using different guys uh, all over the place. And I just think if they get back to where they were and start shooting, then eventually things open up. And then when things open up, then you can make the great plays because they've got the players to make that. We're chatting here with Bruce Boudreau after a 3-1 win here for the Maple Leafs in Winnipeg. They've won 4-5. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 The Fan. Uh, Jack Campbell speaks for itself. Uh, when he is playing, he has been really, really good. I thought he was solid once again in this one. You saw him a lot, of course, in the Western Conference uh, back when he's with Los Angeles. Does this guy still have the ability, in your opinion, to be a number one goalie in this league? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I really do. I mean, obviously, if you look at his career, and, and I don't know how uh, deep uh, you go into it in Toronto, I mean, but when he started off in Dallas, he wasn't very good. And he played in the minors, and he'd get called up, and he'd get lit up and, and everything. And I don't know what was wrong with him, but as we all know, that goaltenders sometimes have a tendency to take a lot longer to get to, uh, get their game together. And he's a f- first-round draft choice. And, and by the time he got to L.A., he started playing better and better. And I think he's just getting into his prime now. I really do. And I, uh, I watched him again tonight. And his movement around the crease was great. It was actually exceptional the way he followed the puck, that he didn't get lost. And, you know, being 7-0, and and I'm a huge Freddie Anderson fan, but when you're 7-0 and and you're playing against good teams and still being 7-0, and I mean, if uh, you want to have a, um, let's say, a chip to play uh, in, the, in the trade deadline, uh, Freddie Anderson might be a good one to – 
to use right now if you believe in Jack Campbell. And I think the Leaf players in front of him are starting to believe, and I, I think uh, uh, management is starting to believe in him. And so who knows what's going to happen. You know, it's funny. One of the things Mike Babcock would always talk about, why Zach Hyman? He put him on one of the top two lines, and people would say, I don't quite understand that. You know, he's just a nondescript late-round pick, got in a trade from Florida. And now you had fans saying, hey, wait a sec. Why is he on the third line? He, he should be up there. Now, he had six shots on goal in the first period alone. And uh, talk about what you see in Zach Hyman. I don't know even if you compare him to. It's just a, uh, you talk about taking that straight path, and a guy that was a good two-way player has all of a sudden become a really good offensive player as well. Well, you play with the players that he's playing with long enough, you become a good offensive player. I mean, um, but he's always had the work ethic. He wins battles along the boards. And, uh, you know, I mean, he does those things. And now he's getting the – well, he's gotten the confidence um, to, to make plays and score goals. And, and I think he's moved around because every line he plays on seems to play better. I think if you could duplicate Zach and get him to play with Tavares and, and Nylander, man, you'd have uh, – You'd have two really, really solid lines. I'm taking nothing away from Alex. I mean, his uh, uh, he's only been on that line for three games, I think, now. But uh, to get a guy that could be a bull in a china shop and win battles on the boards and get pucks to your skilled guys, I think is uh, is is tremendous. And, uh, you know, Tampa did that last year. They went out and made two trades for, for Coleman and um, – the guy from Goodrow, and it won them the cup. And uh, it's just a little more sandpaper to a team that has an awful lot of skill. So, Gabby, take us behind the scenes. It's around deadline time. How constant is the interaction between the head coach and the GM uh, regarding trades? Let's say you're a team that's buying definitively like the Maple Leafs. How much interaction is there? Well, if it was me and you, Gord, we'd talk every day. But <laughs> if it, uh, um, I think uh, it all depends on on who the GM was. I think uh, uh, me and Chuck talked an awful lot. Me and George talked an awful lot. Um, and uh, I remember uh, with uh, with Paul Fenton, uh, we had uh, a couple good conversations. Um, I wasn't there at the round trade deadline um, with Billy. But, um, it's, uh, uh, you know, it, it all depends on, on, and Bob Murray kept everything pretty quiet. I don't think he was really concerned what the coach was thinking. He was making the moves himself. Um, but uh, the uh, uh, I, I think the better the, and the more communication you have, the, the biggest thing, what I always told Chuck was, he said, listen, I can just tell you uh, what I like and what I think we need. And you go out, and if you believe that that's what we need, then go get it. If If you don't believe... In it, I mean, you're the general manager. You make the final play. The coach lives with it, and that's it. But uh, um, so, I mean, the first year, I mean, he, you know, he had great intentions. We went out and got Martin Hansel, who I think was the best uh, UFA at that point or potential UFA. And I mean, it just the, the chemistry didn't work. Now, who could read that? But I mean, the fact that we had, you know, I mean, uh, Hansel and Koivu and Stahl and Eric Hall at center, I thought we were golden but it just didn't work out the way we wanted it to but uh that the effort was there to to make your team uh as good as it can get so i'm sure sheldon is talking to kyle uh, they seem to have a really good relationship with each other all the time and they're, they're letting them know what they think they could need to get beyond uh 
um, one more step and or you know they'll take the next step in the game. And uh, uh, I, I'm sure that if they can afford it, they're going to try and do it. Yeah, we've talked about it before. You mentioned it before, but I always think an interesting point is you know you and George getting along, but one time. He almost tried to do too many favors. That was the year you got Joe Corvo and Scott Walker. And, and uh, you know, it's one thing to get quality, but you got quantity, and that pre- that created a problem in itself. Yeah, I mean, we had uh, – I mean, it's it's pretty hard to, to realize, but I think that year we had 121 or 122 points, and uh, it was pretty destined that we were, you know, uh, in George's mind that we were going to make a good run in the playoffs. But sometimes what happens is you get too many good players and uh, they all want to play. And so you had, we had 15 forwards and eight defensemen and all were solid NHL players, solid. And, but you know, uh, they don't want to, they don't want to sit out and it becomes tougher uh, on the ice. I mean, you, you have to make these decisions and maybe I wasn't smart enough or, or what have you to say, okay, boys, these are the 12 we're going with. Unfortunately, you other three forwards are going to sit out until there's an injury or we play bad. Here's the 6D we're going with. And, uh, but I tried, you know, uh, tried to make everybody happy, and uh, it didn't work out. And that, ever since that day, ever since that year anyway, I have a big sign in, in my office um, uh, that, that read, uh, I don't know the secret to success, but I know the secret to losing is trying to make everybody happy. And... Uh, um, so I've kept that in mind from that year. So it was pretty interesting uh, what you learn as you go along. Well, it remains to be seen with the Maple Leafs, too, if they are active between now and the deadline. Uh, Bruce, we always appreciate your time on this. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's my pleasure, guys. We will talk soon, I hope, again. Sounds good. Sounds good, Gabby. Okay, we'll talk to you later. There you have it. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux, uh, NHL head coach. He'll be back on the job soon. Something tells me that. And uh, certainly a lot of insight what happens behind the scenes, Gordo, when it comes to deadline time in the NHL. Yeah, and I, like I said, Joe Corvo and Scott Walker were two of those people that just, yeah, that just it was too much quantity. Um, I got to tell you a quick one. It's just, I don't know if Bruce was on the team or not, but uh, decades ago when I was with the Toronto Maple Leafs in the 1980s, I know it's a long time ago, we lost the game 13-4 to in Buffalo. Wow. Okay, and the next day, I would listen. I was listening to GR fifty five because they played oldies music. I liked it at Buffalo Station, and they played all the goal calls by Rick Jenneret, <laughs> all thirteen. That's all annoying. Thir- I know, I know. So <laughs> as the but I mean as the Sabers tonight, you know, you talk about you know just the the high and the low. So I've known sort of low moments like that working with the team. Now that was one game, but it was like a long, long game when you got killed like that. So anyway, like Bruce says, good on the Buffalo Sabers. We'll talk about it later on the out of town scoreboard. Uh, them beating the Philadelphia Flyers tonight. You're right. You always like to see that. Certainly, it's been a tire fire for that organization for like 15 years now. They're going to miss the playoffs again. They're likely going to get a top draft pick, but you're right. Uh, that is the silver lining, if you want to call it that. They finally won a hockey game tonight, and we'll get to that later on in the out-of-town scoreboard. But for now, we're going to hit the break. The Maple Leafs win at 3-1 here in Winnipeg. They've won 4-5. or five. Other side, some post-game tape starts to roll in. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe later on as well. This is Leafs Nation post-game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Blue and white at night. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and the Leafs Radio Network. In along now for Hyman, who's taking it to the net with the backhand. The rebound in front, they score! Austin Matthews following up, and he gets the garbage. 
and fires it high over the shoulder of Hellebuck. It is a 1-0 Toronto lead. Oh, yes, and suddenly Austin Matthews on fire once again, number 24 on the season. He scored in three consecutive games. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic, all part of a 3-1 win here against the Winnipeg Jets. Toronto has won 4-5 here on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590, the fan. But uh, that line again, Gord, especially in the first period, they were dialed in. Yeah, Matthews just had two shots on goal in total, and he wired one that uh, I think hit the post again. This one was a bit of a different uh, style. Zach Hyman bulldozed into the net. We just talked about him earlier. They had 14 shots in the first period. Zach Hyman had six of them, and uh, that created that goal. We had a uh, a goal that uh, was video reviewed as well because of Zach Hyman. Did he interfere with the uh, Did he interfere with the goaltender or not? So that just seems to line straight line ahead. Let let uh, let Zach Hyman play the offensive lineman right now. And that line is going, Austin Matthews, three goals or three consecutive games he scored after a bit of a drought. For the time being, rest in peace, Hemline. Austin Matthews, 24 goals in 33 games. Austin, what did you like about how the line came out and set the tone early in this game? I just capitalized on some really good chances. I think, uh, like you said, I thought JT's line really got us going. uh, That opening shift, a couple nice chances, and I really controlled the play. And, um, you know, we got out there and kind of, Kind of the same thing, so um, you know, we got off to uh, we got off to a good start, which is obviously super important. Score a couple goals early, and uh, I mean, not much more you can ask for. I think uh, the second period's been a bit of an issue for us, and I think we'd definitely like to clean that up. But as far as our uh, our start goes, uh, I thought we really uh, we were really ready to play. Every time Jack Campbell comes back from missing a game, he seems to be locked in. Bogosian was telling us this morning that people don't realize the work that goes in behind the scenes to get through what he's been going through. What what have you noticed in that respect? Yeah, I mean, uh, Soup's awesome. He he comes to the rink every day and um, smile on his face, and he, he works extremely hard. And obviously, he's been uh, you know dealing with some some uh, issues and. Um, you know, he's been playing unreal for us. I mean, even tonight, um, you know, another great example. Um, big saves, especially on that uh, that four-minute power play uh, in the second period when they when they got their chances, uh, he shut the door. So, um, you know, that's huge. Next up, we'll go to Terry Koshan, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Yeah, Austin, I, I was going to ask you about Jack as well, uh, Mark beat me to it, but just curious, how's the how's the wrist feeling now? From from our viewpoint, things look good. But how, how are you feeling with it? Yeah, it's uh, it's getting there. I mean, it's progressing. It's uh, feeling a lot better. So um, you know, I can't complain. It's been uh, it's just been fun uh, getting back out there and playing. And uh, you know, tonight was a big one for us uh, against a team that's you know right up there with us in the standings. So um, you know, for us, these uh, these two games are extremely important. Thanks. And last one here. We'll go back to Mark Masters. Go ahead, Mark. Austin, what's your sense of the power play right now? Are you like, are you liking the chances that you're generating, or do you see some changes that need to happen to, to have the, the units break through? Um, yeah, I think uh, we're not doing a very good job uh, creating really many chances and uh, getting good looks. Uh, I know we tried to switch some stuff around tonight, and it didn't really work. So um, you know, I think we just got to get back and. Um, you know, super cliche, but just keeping things simple, like shooting the puck and just getting guys down there and, and uh, outnumbering them at the net. I think, uh, you know, we just need one to go in and, and then everybody will just relax and, and uh, we'll be fine. But uh, obviously that's been uh, a bit of an issue for us and uh, we don't want that to be, uh, you know, something that affects us uh, in, in close games where, where we really need a goal. So uh, we need to figure that out.
The man they call Poppy, his uh, 24th of the season, Austin Matthews, goals in three consecutive games, hitting every cliche possible, Gordo. <laughs> yeah, acknowledging the power play. What can you say? Yeah, you know, it's Pucks cliche. It's no, whatever. No. Pucks in deep. Shout to, out to Ken to, Reed. To quote Ken Reed, but... Uh, uh, it's 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 nice you can kind of smile about it, even though the power play is really really woeful right now. I thought there was an interesting stat Jim Ralph said that right now, uh, Colorado leads the league uh, in leading forty five percent of a game that you're leading, you're not tied or behind, and Toronto second at forty two percent. Like you would have thought, there's teams like Vegas and Tampa Bay, so. You know, it kind of shows they're playing with the lead a lot more, which is already a positive. And uh, a perfect segue, Gord, because you're the pros of pros when it comes to broadcasters. Um, Alex Kerfoot, uh, former Colorado Avalanche in the Nazem Kadri trade, uh, scores in this game. Shorthanded tally, the second shorthanded goal of the season for the Maple Leafs, and it was a big one coming in the second period. Yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought they had more because, uh, you know, they are, uh, Montreal seemed to have six in the first uh, first two games. So that that's a huge one because the double minor – Gave them the two-goal lead, and it's always just a momentum changer, I find it. Now, Winnipeg did score on the power play a bit later on, but Kerfoot hasn't been snake-bitten as much as Mikheyev, but you know, he probably should have more goals finishing. That 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 was a beauty. He used his speed, and, uh, yeah, that kind of kind of put the lease back in the driver's seat. Let's hear now from Alex Kerfoot. Yeah, Alex, you just talked about uh, your goal and how the, the PK did uh, overall tonight. Um, yeah, I thought we did well. Um, obviously, they got one there. Another sifter from the point that... Um, we'd like to do a better job of getting in those lanes, but it's it's tough sometimes. And um, we had a number of kills. They got a dangerous power play, lots of weapons out there. So to come out even with with that many minutes killing is is a good sign. Uh, and just your uh, your goal, what were you thinking going down on Hellybuck? Um, yeah, I was just trying to kind of win that foot race with the D-man, and then kind of once I got clear, I just wanted to get a shot off quick and I saw that he was kind of far back in his net and I just tried to get it up as quick as I could. Thank you. Yep. Next up, we'll go to Luke Fox, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Luke. Hi, Alex. How much does getting the, the first two goals of the game kind of dictate how the rest of it goes for you? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's huge. They did a, Tones line did a great job at the beginning of the game winning shifts. I thought that our first period in general was really good, but um, them getting two for us is huge. I don't know what the numbers are, but I'd imagine if you go up 2 nothing in a game, you're going to win most of the time. It's hard to come back in this league, and especially that early, it's nice to have that cushion, and um, that was huge for us tonight. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters. TSN, go ahead, Mark. Alex, obviously they, they got you the last time the teams played. What was the biggest difference, do you think, for you guys tonight? Um, I don't know. I think that we just didn't – our second periods haven't been great. The start of the second I don't think was amazing tonight either, but I thought that we played a more complete game tonight. Um, and then the start was huge. I mean, going up 2 nothing early, um, it's a lot easier to play when you got the lead than when you're coming from behind. Um, so that was big, and I just thought that we were a little, we played a little bit more of a complete game, and Soup did a great job back there uh, shutting the door. What do you appreciate about how he comes back from injuries? It's not easy to be injured, uh, and but not easy also to come back and, and be solid when you return. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, um, it's tough to get back into the rhythm, missing time like that, but it's been seamless for him, and it's no surprise. I've said this before, but his attitude every day, any adversity that comes his way, he's able to handle it. Um, he's 
always got good spirits around the rink no matter what's going on and um, so it's no surprise that when he deals with stuff like this it doesn't phase him and he's been great for us all year and we're just lucky to have him all right, there you have it. Uh, Alex Kerfoot, a big-time goal here in the uh, second period for the Maple Leafs, part of this uh, 3-1 victory tonight. And when your depth scores can uh, score some timely goals, that, that's going to go a long way, especially come playoff time, Gord. Yeah, go back to Sheldon Keefe, called for it, called for it last year in the regular season, called for it in the bubble, and uh, they're, they're going to need the secondary scoring. And they've had a lot more of it of late, and, and, and that's nice. And that's nice because it, it just when. Uh, when you started struggling, everything evaporated. And and Kerfoot's got great chances. He works hard. He's got some skating speed in that. But, you know, you expect a little bit more from him offensively. They, uh, last year you did anyway. And this year he's been a little bit hit and miss. So nice one tonight. No doubt about it. A very positive development from the Maple Leafs' point of view after this 3-1 victory here against the Winnipeg Jets. We'll hit the break. Other side, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Breaking down. What's up? What's up? This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. All right, back here on Leafs Nation postgame following a victory. It always is sweeter, even if there's a lockdown for the third time coming in this province very soon. But it's Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stellick. Gord, why don't we have a look at the out-of-town scoreboard as we await uh, Sheldon Keefe, the head coach of the Maple Leafs, Toronto again back in action on Friday against the very same Winnipeg Jets, then two against the Calgary Flames happening right now. Colorado up 5-2 on Arizona early in the second. That game hit the over 10 minutes in, Gordo. Okay, Colorado scored three goals in 37 seconds at the four-minute mark of the first period. Three goals in 37 seconds, and then five goals combined in a span of two minutes. Four by Colorado, and and uh, one by the opponent. So you're talking about like wow, bang, 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 bang. That Colorado Avalanche power really, really bearing fruit. Really is impressive, no doubt about that. The Los Angeles Kings, by the way, now up two nothing late in the first period on the Vegas Golden Knights, who have Alex Petrangelo back uh, in the lineup. So LA, a uh, nice response after losing the other night there. Early on in uh, San Jose, Gord at zero zero between San Jose and Minnesota. And, uh, of course, the two big stories on the night, uh, postponement, the Vancouver-Calgary game will be played at a later date because of uh, a positive case to Adam Gaudet, among others, uh, inside that dressing room for the Vancouver Canucks, who announced an extension five times five for Thatcher Demko today. And the Buffalo Sabres, an 18-game losing streak is over. They win 6-1 the final against Philadelphia. I think it's the bigger joke to me is how big they won to end the end well, the skid. Yeah, and uh, Brandon Montour scored two goals <laughs> late. I mean, it's not it's not even... Like Taylor Hall and uh, and Skinner didn't score. I mean, it's just um, it, the scoring was spread out. But it just Philadelphia is a world of hurt right now too. Their their saving grace was they played Buffalo last time and they had a three goal lead. Buffalo did, and Philadelphia came back. Uh, even a guy Stephen Fogarty, first career NHL goal, twenty uh, third NHL game, hadn't heard much of him, but that's kind of a nice one for him. A guy Buffalo injected in the lineup, but boy. Uh, it wasn't even just the relief because they weren't hanging on for dear life. Like the the last game, they're up by one goal and almost got the empty netter. They had a chance to kind of chill and enjoy. They didn't celebrate like they won a Stanley Cup, but they were pretty happy. Yeah, you can't even say like good for the kid, right? Because he's a vet at this point in time. But you love yeah. those stories, right? Guys who it takes a while. And, you know, working off that, I, I think this evolving Jack Campbell story is tremendous. What is he, 29 uh, didn't work out in Dallas, goes to L.A., you know, learns under the tutelage of one of the best, and Jonathan Quick comes to the Maple Leafs, just happy about life, finally solidifies the backup goaltending position. Now, 
Never say never. And I think Gabby brought it up earlier when we had Bruce Boudreaux on that. I mean, it's never too late. It takes goalies longer. And dare I say, it's just a coming of age, if you want to call it that, for Jack Campbell, who could be potentially ready to take that next step in his career. He wasn't just a first-round pick. He was the first goaltender selected in that yeah. draft, 11th overall by the Dallas Stars. And, you know, and, and Bruce refreshed our memory that he was getting lit up, you know. And I'm, yeah. so I'm sure mental mentally and confidence really started to eat at him, which had never, let's face it, if you get draft 11th overall, You've never had that kind of adversity before. And Tim Thomas wasn't a first-round pick, but he was a real late bloomer, kind of bounced around and just had a phenomenal run uh, with the Boston Bruins. I'm not sure of Jack Campbell's political leanings compared to Tim Thomas, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it is about uh, a, a guy, you know, a guy getting it together better late than ever. And he's got the best stats for someone that started at least six games in the NHL. I mean, he's uh, up ahead of, say, the Marc-Andre Fleury's and others that have had phenomenal goaltending seasons. It really is phenomenal when you look at the lineage and the path line of, of Jack Campbell to where he is now. 13-14, uh, he finally makes his debut for the Dallas Stars after spending three seasons in the AHL after going 11th overall in 2010. He surrenders six goals in a game then doesn't play a game till 16-17 when he's on Los Angeles and then you move forward to now, and this season he's having right now two shutouts, 7 0 a 948, a 141. But he's really quiet, which is a compliment to goaltenders. Yeah, and also let's hope he's healthy because he's got the first, the brass ring is there for the first time in his NHL career, the brass ring to be a number one goaltender. He couldn't grab it in Dallas based on merit. Going to Los Angeles, they had an excellent goaltender in Jonathan Quick. So you're right about that. He's got the deportment of a, a, a number one goaltender. That's why originally he was drafted 11th overall. So he's kind of going back now to why he was drafted so high. You're not a big gambler, but how many times do they mention appointments here as we hear from Sheldon Keith Gord? <laughs> Over, under, set to three. Okay, let's hear about Freddie Anderson's appointments. Yeah, let's find out right now. You know, obviously the, the start is key for you guys in the first 11 minutes, but uh, what did you think of how things progressed from there and then in the, in the final eight, 14 minutes, Winnipeg had four shots on goal, so you locked it down a bit. What were your thoughts overall? Start. I thought we defended a little bit too much, uh, more, than I, more than I would like to have to do in the third there. We'd like to spend more time with the puck in the offensive zone, but... You know, it's a big, it's a big road win here for us. You know, there's a lot of things you could pick out about it uh, that we could do better, and we'll certainly get to work at that tomorrow. But just focus on the fact that we had a really good start here to set us up for a chance to win the game, and and we did exactly that. That that uh, the line was sack on it. Uh, just you know, I suppose we've gone over these things before with what he brings to it. What did you see of that trio early tonight? Do you think? They had a lot of jump there around the puck, and they, you know, they attacked the net. Uh, so you know, that's that's the source of two goals for us. It's just, uh, you know, nothing nothing too fancy about it. Just just work from all three of them. Uh, obviously, you know, Hyman was around the net and around the puck. Um, but yeah, those three guys just really came out and and really driven to make a difference here tonight right from the start I mean like I said got us got us the the two goals that we needed uh, that are ultimately you know enough for us to win the game next up we'll go to Mark Masters TSN go ahead Mark Sheldon Zach uh, Hyman was just telling us he feels like Austin and Mitch are underrated with what they do defensively just because of how skilled they are offensively what have you appreciated about their their defensive details I guess of late I wouldn't really say of, of late, Mark. I mean, these these guys have been really good defensively right from the start of the season. You know, I think 
both guys have really worked uh, really focused on it pretty much every night they're playing against the other team's best players uh, often these are some of the best players in the world here tonight again uh, just like you know it's very similar and uh, you know most guys do the job it's not easy to miss time due to injury and not easy to come back and play well what are you seeing from Jack Campbell, not necessarily just on the ice, but the way he, he approaches missing time and putting himself in a position to succeed when he comes back? Yeah, I think, I mean, he's managing it well. You know, he and uh, he and Seabrier are putting in lots of work. You know, it was an off day for us yesterday just to travel out here, but, you know, he and Steve were on the ice and getting work in on their own uh, before the flight. <clears throat> So, you know, he's, he's taking time off as needed, but also getting the work in when he's able to do so. Uh, so, you know, I think that just speaks to him. He's going to do whatever he can to be ready uh, to compete and ready, you know, to, to be there for his team. And last hand here, we'll go to Lance Hornby. Toronto Sun, go ahead, Lance. Shield, I'm just guessing if, uh, if there's one thing that uh, you want to look at would be uh, the power play uh, tonight, Austin was saying. Uh, Lots of looks, but maybe you got to simplify things. And if one goes in, it may lead uh, to a bunch more. What are you seeing out there? Yeah, you know, you know what, Lance. I mean, for good reason, we're talking about the power play here every day. But I'm just going to leave it be here for today. I mean, you know, we're, we're going to continue to look at it, work at it. Obviously, we got to practice day tomorrow. But it's a big road win here for us today. Uh, power play ended up not being a factor because our penalty kill did an excellent job. Uh, so we're just going to focus on the positives for today. But I mean, you know we're being realistic about where we need to continue to get better. And uh, just uh, following up on that uh, shorthanded uh, Kerfoot, a big goal as well in that department. Huge goal for us, you know, big moment in the game. Uh, you know, we had a, a, a ton of chances at shorthanded, uh, you know, and then it's good to, to see Kerf make good on it. Obviously we don't like giving the one back right after that, but uh, you know, you, you thought to me, we're going against, it's been the number one power play in the NHL here in the last last little while and, and through the season, you know, top five team in the NHL. So give them as many looks and a four-minute look. They're, they're going to find a way to get one in. But uh, definitely the shorthanded goal was a, was a big one so that, you know, they did get the, the one that you kind of expected that they might with the number of minutes we gave them on the power play. It's not as big a deal because you, you get that shorty. There you have it, El Gordo. And I was watching Scarface yesterday. I laughed Ooh. when they said El Gordo. That's one of my favorite movies. Uh, but there is Sheldon That's Keith. why I don't use a power saw. Yeah. <laughs> that scene's the best, man. It's outstanding. <laughs> uh, but he didn't use the word appointment once, actually. I wasn't asked about Freddie Anderson. He, he would win. It, it was the pregame show that he mentioned <laughs> yes. Freddie's He went crazy with the appointment. Doctor's appointment, which apparently the doctor <laughs> is on vacation. Is it Dr. Nick down. from The Simpsons? Uh, yeah, could yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, anyway. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he can fit Freddie Anderson in. So your thoughts on uh, what Sheldon Keefe had to say. I left the power play alone, which is kind of like John Tortorella uh, leaving his players alone after the two losses against Detroit. Yeah. You know, it just, uh, when I say easy questions, that's not a slight on the questions, but just extolling the virtues of different players. I think he liked the chance to give props to a lot of people. I'm really big on Steve Breer. I think Steve Breer is yeah. an excellent goaltending coach as well. And that, and uh, he's, you know, I, I, I wouldn't doubt in a short period of time, he's been a huge help for Jack Campbell. Yeah. Campbell's been fantastic. There's no doubt about that. Makes 26 saves in this three, one victory for the Maple Leafs. We'll take our final break of the night. That scored Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. This is Leafs nation post game on Sportsnet. five, nine of the fan. 
need to talk about what just happened. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Unrelated, the Maple Leafs win 3-1, and the Stellick family dog now has a name, so we're all happy. Yes, uh, we got the dog Saturday while we were doing Leafs Nation postgame. Our, our good friend Chris Cuthbert, play-by-play voice, excellent play-by-play, listened to the show, enjoyed the show, and suggested Boria, um, which I love, the Boria Somming memories. Family, not so much. And, um, yeah, even though Don Cherry had so many dogs named Blue, we are going with Blue. And uh, that's the newest addition. I'm with it. Maple Leafs forever. The Maple Leafs, a 3-1 victory tonight. Yeah, and uh, they have not lost since Blue joined our family. Good stat. So that's, that's another good stat that way. Hey, you know, they're going to play Winnipeg again on Friday. Blake Wheeler only played five minutes. Like, he got hurt. Yeah. Is he serious? Is he not? Don't know. But, uh, you know, injury is such a huge part of the game, such an unfortunate part of the game. He's a big part of that Winnipeg depth which uh, the only team that rivals in the Canadian division is the Toronto Maple Leafs depth-wise. And that's a really good point because even a guy like Andrew Kopp has had an outstanding season because he's been elevated in the lineup a couple times. Uh, of course, when Liney went down early on, then he gets traded to Bois, missed a bunch of time due to quarantine, then got hurt. So you need guys like that to step up. We often talk about it in Toronto when guys get hurt, but you're right. I, I would expect a much different Winnipeg team on Friday night. I think, I think Toronto definitively was a better team tonight, Gordon. Yeah, it really were from the puck drop. And it uh, was funny. They got some power plays going, which um, they, they well, they couldn't score. And quite often that should turn momentum around for the Jets. But I think the Jets had a harder time getting going in the first period. Leafs have shot them 14-6. And that was more, more this, is, this is what the Leafs can do. And this is what the Leafs should be doing in this division. Again, the Columbus Malays. I'm sorry, I'll mention it every Leafs Nation post game because that's what Leaf fans fear could possibly happen again. And games like this, like, and they've done it by and large pretty well all season long, set a certain standard that wasn't there last year or season or in the playoffs. Well, you on the spot. Who starts in between the pipes for the Maple Leafs on Friday night, Gord? I, well, I say Jack Campbell. Okay. I say go back to Jack Campbell again. I can see, you know, if you have to use Michael Hutchinson at some point, that part's cool. Yeah. But, um, but Jack Campbell, if he's healthy, I, I think there's a message has to be set out there, you know, about that, yeah, Jack Campbell's ready to take and run with it a bit. We don't have a hurt goaltender in Freddie Anderson and another guy in Jack in Jack Campbell that's got kind of nagging injuries that prevent him from playing back-to-backs. And again, the most important part of this night we really haven't touched on is they created a bit more separation in the standings, right? Now three points up uh, for first in the North Division. Yeah, with a game in hand. It, yeah. it, it really, uh, I, I kind of like this. Like they banked all these points early, which is important. But then when teams started nipping at their heels, it's not like the Leafs let themselves slide down. I mean, they're there. This is this is something. This is something to work for. This is something to aspire to. To hang on to that uh, first place, not just because you get last change in the playoffs, but just you're making a bit of a statement that way. And you want to make Scotia Bank Arena a house of pain, right? Well, yes. You hope. Well, you hope with some fans in as well. Like that would be. Uh, that would be. A, it really. You know, it's funny. It didn't. It. There were no fans in the summer, and uh, and. They played lackluster at Scotiabank Arena. And again, it's been hit and miss those Boston ser- series about great home games and, and not great home games. Sometimes they've had better games on the road. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to interpret it. It's going to feel really good when there are people in the stands watching games again in this country, Gord. I'll say that. Well, we're watching so many out-of-town games yeah. going on, and there's fans in the seats. And I know at Scotiabank Arena, there's been provisional arrangements in place yeah. So whenever, although as we enter a four-week lockdown, it isn't going to happen right now. But if it's going to be, you know, like three, four thousand fans, they're ready to go. They got it all set. They got it all set up. You ready for opening day tomorrow? 
looking forward to it. Yeah, I really yeah. am. The Toronto Blues. Is, I mean, hey, after the year we've had, let's hope the Jays kick butt. Let's hope the Leafs kick butt. We understand the Raptors. Let's give them a mulligan after what they did a couple years ago. How about a World Series and a Stanley Cup in the same year? Let's do it. There you have it. That's Scored Stellick. Many thanks to Sam McKee, Josh Santos, and, of course, Bruce Boudreaux. I'm Nick Alberga, and we'll talk again for Leafs Nation postgame on Friday night.